Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I am a very phlegmy and coffee Kim France. And I am a not-so-phlegmy Jen Romolini. Really, I apologize because I think that it must be kind of gross just to hear a voice as phlegmy as mine is right now. You don't really sound, it's not really phlegmy, which I don't know if we should keep using that word, but um, <laughs> I think that might be more disturbing than the cold itself. Um, you more sound like you just have like a raspy cold voice. Like it's not, it's not as gross as I think you feel. Maybe it's kind of sexy even. Yeah, a little, it's got a little bit of sexy. It's like if there was like a dial less snot, I think it would be super <laughs> sexy. <laughs> um, so we have not talked to each other in weeks. Weeks. This is so intense. I was actually kind of nervous to get on today. I'm like, will it be the same? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been since before the holidays and we were supposed to see each other and then we couldn't see each other because you were sick. Yeah. I got to think almost exactly what you have now. I had the worst, the worst cold and I had not had a cold in, I mean, of course. And we both said like, I'm so grateful. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't something worse, but a fucking head cold is a head cold. It's annoying. Mm -hmm. My dog walker came and she brought me some Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus. Ooh. She's like, this stuff is amazing. Just you wait. And I use daycare, so I was like, whatever. But I'm telling you, it really helps that Alka-Seltzer Cold Plus. That was the one. I, I didn't take anything like that. I was an idiot. I took, I think I took DayQuil one day and it didn't even work. And then I had to fly with the head cold and I mm -hmm. forgot doing that. And then my ear got blocked up and... I had to cancel New Year's because you can't, you, in this day and age, you cannot be around people with a runny nose. No, you really can't. You can't. You can't like hang out. You can't be like, hey, it's me. You know? Yeah, I know. No. With, with your big scarlet A on your snotty nose. Um, but I was on the East Coast in the flash freeze in like that 10 degree weather. And oh man, did I remember how bad it is. Like It's bad. It's, well, I just remembered what I forgot, which is what your body becomes in dry heat, because I was in, in, in like the heat of a house and then the mm -hmm. freezing outside and the blustery wind. I had like a, 
a chapped lips lip liner line. <laughs> Haven't had that in years. And like, I just felt like a fucking tamale, like wrapped in a husk. <laughs> it was just disgusting. And like my legs were itchy. It was, I forgot all of it. Yeah. It's a whole fucking thing. It is. It's a it whole is. fucking thing. I mean, one of the things I resent most in life is that I've got to, in the winter, I've got to do so many things before I can take my dog out. Yeah, which just doesn't seem fair. But it's funny, you got all the horrible weather on the East Coast, and I got all the horrible weather on the West Coast. Oh, you really did. I mean, it's just, I mean, did you see the sun at all? <laughs> I saw the sun twice, I think, in my entire trip from Los Angeles to Seattle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And in all Seattle, right. this thing happens towards the end of the day where you just feel like, oh, my God, is the sun going to peak out? Is it going to peak out? It looks like it could peak out. And then it doesn't ever, but it always looks like it's about to. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been wild here. The rain has been, it's just, it's, it's 350% more rain than Los Angeles gets on average. Like the average rainfall of Los Angeles is 350% more than that. I was looking at some map. I mean, my house is just leaking in every place. Like there's just, <laughs> it's just like raining inside. It's like, <laughs> that's so funny. It's fine. I, I kind of like it because it kind of breaks up the monotony of the sunniness. I actually, mm -hmm. it's, it's okay, but I can imagine looking for a respite from the winter and then mm -hmm. just getting like monsoons everywhere, like whatever they're called. What is it called? Like a, a atmospheric river or whatever the fuck it is, like <laughs> everywhere you went. I mean, yeah. were you, was how was the trip? The trip was, you know, it, it was good. The shows were amazing and mostly sold out, which was really cool. Um, but it's hard to be on tour. Yeah. It's just hard. The hours are crazy. It makes you realize why rock stars do drugs because you're supposed to be awake when you're not ready to be awake and you're supposed to sleep when you're not ready to sleep. Or it's been so long since you last slept that it feels like wrong and weird. Yeah. 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 And you know, everybody, like the last second to last day on the bus, I was, I, I, I actually sat and listened for a 30 second period of time. And there was no moment in that 30 second period of time when somebody wasn't coughing. Wow. Oh, Kim. Oh, how I long, know. how long was the trip? The trip was, well, the tour was about 10 days. We came out a few days early to see people in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Then the first shows were, you know, in LA and around LA, Santa Barbara, Bakersfield. Bakersfield, is that what it's called? Or Bakerstown? Uh, Bakersfield, I think. Um, and then they, you know, it was sort of weaved up to um, New Year's was in Joshua Tree. That was super fun. Yeah, pretty, I imagine. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was cool to see another part of the country. And it was cool to go to Seattle because I had um, my very first job in publishing was an internship at the Seattle Weekly. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, ret you're returning, you're returning to that. Did it look familiar to you? Some parts did. I mean, the, the market is very, you know, iconically, you know, it just doesn't change. So that looked exactly the same. And as we were driving in, I saw the signs for some bars and restaurants that I remembered, but mostly, I mean, that's a city that's really changed. And, you know, the year I was there was 1987. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was very funny because I saw this woman, Catherine. And Catherine was my first mentor. She must be 
mid 60s now, maybe, maybe early 70s. I just don't know because she looks really good, but she's very much Seattle-y. You know, she's lived there for years and I just started doing my rap that I do like, okay, I'll take out the rap about plastic surgery. And I started talking about, you know, I I might want to get my eyes done or I might want to do this and I wouldn't rule out liposuction. And she just, she looked at me and she wasn't trying to be rude, but she, she looked literally like, like absolutely shocked at how I was talking. Yeah. That's so weird. I had a similar conversation with my sister when I was back East, cause I stayed with my sister at Christmas and, um, you know, she's five years younger than me and, but her hair is gray and whatever. And we were having all these conversations about aging and I was telling her, yeah, I got a little Botox in here, but I have been thinking about my eyelids and she just, it was just a totally like I was an alien. Like, how mm-hmm. would you ever fucking do that? Why would you do that to your face? Why would you even right. start that? I mean, that was basically her thing. Like I wasn't even judgy. It was just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not going to start any of it. Like uh, her hair's gray, fully gray now, you yeah. know, like she's just like, what, but what, you know, once you start, where do you stop? And that's just not for me. I can't even like, it's just not a thing that she is even like a, a question. Yep. I know. I know. And I felt so, I mean, you know, and when I think about it, I, I think, well, how serious am I really about any of that? Yeah. You same. Know, is it something I say for a reaction? Yeah. Or to commiserate about aging. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really all it, it was, but it, it it was just, it was so remarkable. I was just like, I sound really vulgar. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Vulgar is just such a funny word in this context. Oh my God. You don't sound, I mean, I, I don't think you sound vulgar. Maybe it like what it reveals is kind of insecurity and it reveals something that maybe we should be over at this point, like not being right with yourself and a self-consciousness and vanity and all of that. You know, I had, I had this moment with my sister where I was like, oh my God, my hair is so thin. I like whatever. And I was just going on about my hair. And she was like, she just like looked at me because she's such a pragmatic person. Like we are mm-hmm. polar opposites. And she was like, that's because your hair's gray. Gray hair's weird. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, feel my hair. Mm-hmm. And I I went and grabbed her ponytail and it was the exact same of mine she, as mine. And she was like, my hair's been gray. This is what happens to gray hair. It's just a different texture. Mm-hmm. It was just like, stop fucking stressing about it and making it like a massive yeah. problem. This is what it is. Like get a curling iron. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I know. Pragmatic people like that can make me feel really blame. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, and I was in my sister's house and there's like systems in place. And, you know, I've talked about this before. Like she just, she lives very pragmatically and very orderly. And I think she lives very peacefully because of it. Like it's not over the top. It's not like OCD. It's just order that brings peace. You know what? I would like a little serving of that. Order Same. that brings peace. Yes. Just a little serving would go a long fucking way with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. I've been, I've been working on that. Like I, I got a a fucking one eight hundred junk truck full of junk out of this house. I, I saw. Yeah. I, I, we just got, we just went through the closets that looked like that just looked like hoarders. Like we, like we yeah. should be calling in help, you know. Mm-hmm. And we got rid of them. And I, and that has really, I think, psychically helped me. I haven't kept any of my new year's resolutions or intentions or whatever the fuck we want to call them, but I Mm -hmm. did do that. And that has really, um, 
that's really helped a lot. I feel a little bit lighter because of that, because that that's like just staring at your own shit all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, and like your, your psychological shit, like all of your shit, like mess and dis- disorder is just like, oh God, things are not okay. No, I mean, I have a very small bedroom in this apartment. It's, it's like, you know, the only reason you can call it a bedroom is because there's a window in it. It's really more of a closet. Right. And we, we've been, I want to use it as an office, but we've been using it as a closet. It has like all of Paul's junk, all of my junk all my clips, all my sassies. Somewhere in there is my divorce citation, which I'm going to have to find. And it's just like, I, it wasn't where I thought it was. It's like this, I want there to be order in this room. And I did hire somebody once to help me create order in what was then my extra room. Yeah. And it was amazing, but it didn't last. I mean, the people who can organize like that are good at maintaining it. Like, that's the real thing you need to learn. Like, how do I actually keep this going once somebody else probably has organized it for me? Well, you need really, you need to figure out, I think, because also like the, the back closet that I cleaned out, I've already dumped a bunch of shit in there. Okay. Like, right. I, like I'm not so special, but I think that one thing I'm noticing is like, we had like a very small mid-century dresser in my kid's room. And mm-hmm. it never fucking fit anything. Nothing fit in it. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. It, whatever. It looked cute. And I just got a big dresser from Ikea. And now all of their clothes fit in these drawers. And I was yeah. like, oh, we need storage solutions. Right. <laughs> like, like, we need functional furniture that that really works for what we have. But none of this comes to me, you know, naturally. I'd, I'd rather like throw a beautiful textile over a big mess and like call it a day than mm-hmm. like, you know, than actually deal with what's underneath it. I know. I know. I am too. I mean, I, I'm not trying hard enough, I think. I think I could try significantly harder. Well, I mean, look, the day we did it, I mean, Alex loves, the thing is my husband loves organizing. He just is never allowed to do it, but he fucking loves it. And (laughs) the day that we did it, I cried three times, like a, like a baby. I was like, I just, this is just exposing like, cause you know, there were like bags of shit that I had not returned, you know, like through your shit can be the most emotionally jarring thing. Going through old photographs, going through old magazines, yes, letters. No, I have all those things. Like I have, I have them all upstairs, things I saved. Most of them are from like my twenties, you know, but there's clips and everything from, you know, throughout my life. And like, I, why don't I just digitize all those things? Why do they have to be like, there's something about them being, I don't know. I don't know. Being here. No, I'm talking about like hoarder things. I'm talking about like, I accidentally ordered two pair of pants from J. Crew and just never returned them. You know, oh, I'm like, very good at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like just fucking shit that I do not need, like old mail. Yes. Sometimes I'll just find a tote of mail from 2016. <laughs> like, I know. I found a check from my mom from like when I was moving into this place. I found a check from my mom for like $3,000. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, mom, can I cash this? Like, I'm sure I'm sure I lost it and she wrote another one, but maybe not. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's intense. No, I, I mean, I, I find so many like just, just crap. Anyway, I'm trying to get better at it. And also I'm trying to like 
treat my home like it's a place of comfort. And to that end, we bought a new sofa. And I mm-hmm. think I think that we got I think we got rooked into this new sofa. We bought it at a vintage, like vintage store that I like in East LA. It doesn't matter. And we went in and it was like this old leather, like 80s couch. And I was like, I don't know, man, to Alex. It looks kind of like a baseball glove. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And Alex is like, it's really comfortable. But I was like, I don't know. I don't think we should get it. And the guy comes out and he's like, well, you know, it's a Rocher Bobois. <laughs> and I was like, no. And he was like, well, you know, Rocher Bobois. And I was like, I don't fucking know Ro- Rocher. But suddenly, <laughs> because it was a Rocher Bobois, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a fucking nice couch. It, it, it went from being an old baseball mitt to being like a, a fucking masterpiece of a couch. Cut to, I now have a baseball mitt just sitting in the middle of my living room, but it is comfortable. I can picture the sofa you got. I, I know the sofa you got. I'm pretty sure. I, you do. And we got a good deal on it. I looked it up and I was, I wasn't totally a sucker, but it was so amazing. Like when you realize, you realize you're kind of a mark, like the guy just sort of mm-hmm. sauntered out and was like Rocher Bobois. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, all right then. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. One time my ex-husband was like, yes, my suit is by a company called Mani. That's the lower end version of Armani. And I was like, you didn't fall for that, did you? <laughs> like, seriously? I mean, look, sophistication cannot be bought. And I am <laughs> I am, uh-huh. I am 100% proof of that. Um, but yeah, so that's so I have a new sofa and fewer things in my home and generally feeling a little happier in the new year. Um, what have you been watching? Anything? Not really anything because I've been on the road. It's been, you know, I only got home Monday morning. And so, you know, there's been a little shark tank, but that's just ambient viewing. I am yeah. really, I watch a little Abbott Elementary, but that's like, that's amusing, but it, it'll only take you so far. Let's take a quick break for some ads. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule, essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump 
and highest Sarah absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. I thought I might read Prince Harry's um, memoir, but now I don't think I will. Oh my God. I want to talk about this. Okay. So I want to talk about TV, but I also want to talk about this. So let's, let's talk about Prince Harry. Let's talk about Spare for a second. Why do you, why do you not want to watch it? I mean, read it. Well, I feel like I've read most of the juicy excerpts already because mm-hmm. they, they did so much um, excerpting and, 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 you know, so many things were leaked. Right. Right. I don't, you know, I sort of feel like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are like, I don't doubt that everything they say about the royal family is true and everything they say about the British press is true. I still find her kind of hard to take. I hear you on that. I feel a lot of empathy for him. I actually feel really bad for him because I think that what's going on with Spare and and their um, documentary to some degree is really about the fucking sad state of media and how media just are pariah, like just gross. Mm-hmm. He wanted to back out of that book. So he, so, you know, you figure they, they come out of this terrible situation. His brother's beating the shit out of him. His grandfather's saying racist shit about his wife, his dad, like his stepmother is leaking shit about his wife. His they're, they're, they're trying to paint. They're trying to create this big scene about Megan to distract from the fact that his brother's clearly fucking like his wife's friend, like mm-hmm. it's a mess. Right. And he's like a, a hurt. He's like a soft boy. Right. And he's hurt by this and he leaves, he flees his country. And what is he going to do? He's Prince Harry. He can't go get a fucking job at Trader Joe's. Right. He can't do shit. Right. Mm-hmm. He can't, he needs a level of security. That means he needs a level of wealth because I do believe there are real, when you are internationally famous like that, I think there are real threats against your life. Like yeah, real. all the time, all the time. So he needs a level of security. He needs a level of wealth. They come to America. He signs this $40 million book deal or whatever it is. They sign this deal with Netflix. I suspect that they signed the deal with Netflix because Netflix is just giving out money at that point, just mm-hmm. throwing it at people. I suspect that Netflix over the years was like, yeah, we don't really want your movie about penguins or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, he had to, he, to get the kind of financial security that he was after, that they were after, they were going to have to sell themselves out. They were going to have to sell themselves out. And, and, you know, you know that in those development meetings, someone's like, you know what? I have an idea, Harry. You know, like, how about mm-hmm. you guys? You know, and then he tried to back out of the book. He also had the worst ghostwriter. I forget the guy's name, but like the sleaziest ghostwriter. He tried at one point, and he's also like fresh off all these wounds. And you know, when you're fresh off wounds, you want fucking revenge, right? Yeah, yeah. So he tells, he lets the genie out of the bottle. He tells all these stories. He can't take them back. He tries to get out of the book deal. 
and they won't let him out of the book deal. Yeah. So now here we are and he looks like an asshole. And, but I think he's a fucking victim of just kind of the gross way that media only cares about celebrity and only cares. I mean, you can't even have a book succeed unless Jenna Bush Hagler like promotes yeah. it on the, t- you yeah. know what I mean? It's all celebrity now. Yeah. I mean, I also just feel like he, he, you know, nobody fucking hugged him when his mother died. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, William appears to be made of like, you know, kind of colder stuff, but Harry just feels like, you know, he seems to me like somebody who just needs a lot of hugs. No, he's a soft boy, like I said, and fucking, and William is as bad as his dad. He's just the same as his dad. It's been interesting to watch William grow up. Like, you know, he was like a kid. Yeah. And he wasn't married and he was, you know, sort of allowed to have fun. And then I would say in the past 10 years, watching him like grow into his role. I mean, what a shitty deal in life. I mean, I realize a lot of things about it are pretty nice, but what a shitty deal in life to be told like you are king and that's what your life is going to be from the time you were born. And to be told as Harry, you're like, you're just here in case something happens to him. Literally, his dad called him the spare. But also, he, I, I mean, look, he married for love. He could have married some like Cotswolds or whatever, I don't, Duchess of something. Like, I don't, like, I have no idea. But what's interesting is a lot of those girls with William and with Harry, I know so much more than I should about this, <laughs> like wouldn't want to date them because they knew what the lifestyle was about. Right. And they wouldn't sign on for it. But he equally could have just married someone that the, like the, you know, the, the organization approved of and been True. fucking Pris Andrew. He could have been in a sea of pussy. You know <laughs> what I mean? He absolutely could have went a different way. And so anyway, I, I, I feel bad for him. I think that they were both really naive, not realizing how exploited they were going to be, you know? Very. And, you know, I think they're just basic. Like what gets on your nerves about her is that she's just basic, like H. Oh, it's so gross, but like, yeah. whatever. They're just like basic assholes. But what's she going to do? Go be an actress now? Like, Yeah, she can't go do that. She's not going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Like, No, it's true. They put themselves in a very precarious position dignity-wise. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. I think it's fascinating. I... I don't think I'm going to read the book either. Like, I don't need to know about it because I think it'll just make me sad. I feel like, like, yeah. I, I don't need to read about his frostbitten penis, which God damn, <laughs> Harry, you, nobody did. <laughs> nobody did. It's really true. Nobody did. Um. Anyway, I've been thinking about it a lot I, I, and I'm surprised to hear that you're not going to read it. <laughs> well, because you know that, that any, any major publishing development that has to do with the Royal family, I'm generally down for. Yeah, you love it. <laughs> but I do, I mean, I do think part of why I don't want to is because it it's sad. Yeah. It's just sad, you know, yeah. that they, you know, I mean, I, I'd know this not from his book, but just from like The Crown and other things, other movies and books that after Diana died, like they made them go out hunting every day. They were in Scotland or something at Balmoral, I think. Mm-hmm. And they just made the boys go out first thing in the morning and hunt all day long. It's just thinking, we'll wear them out. We'll wear them out. They won't be sad. Ugh. No, it's horrible. And what they really needed was the best, the smartest PR agency, like just yeah. the best to say, okay, you, you can't do the Oprah interview and a documentary and a tell-all memoir. No, you know what they needed? They needed to get what my brother is. They needed to get a crisis PR person. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because their image is in crisis. Yes. And this is just, they, they, somebody needed to say to them, people are going to get fatigued by your story. This is, this is too much of your story. But at that mm-hmm. point, what, I mean, what could they do? They signed that Netflix deal. They probably had to do a make good on that Netflix deal yeah. and he couldn't, he couldn't take the book back. So fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, speaking of fucked, I'm watching a show called Paul T. Goodman. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. It is going to be almost impossible for me to explain this to you. It is the weirdest show I've ever seen. It's kind of a little bit the rehearsal mm-hmm. and a little bit the informant. And it's like a documentary, but also has a fictional element to it. It's about this man whose real name is not Paul T. Goldman, who had a mail order Russian bride and then found out that she was like fleecing him and also was maybe part of like an international prostitution ring. Mm -hmm. But he's not a reliable narrator. Anyway, Mm -hmm. just watch it. It's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. What's it on? It's on Peacock. Okay. It's worth getting like a subscription just to like try it out and like then just like get rid of the the, the subscription. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing that I watched, which I had never seen before, which is, um, uh, do you ever see Cleo from five to seven? No, but I've heard of it. It's so good. It's an Agnes Varda movie and it yes, is- Yes, it's a French movie, right? Oh, it is a visual delight it is she's finding out whether she has cancer right yes but it's not depressing it is oh god it is just so beautiful and inspiring and life affirming and i loved it so much yeah really watch it it's so like light and bouncy and lovely and the style in it is amazing and you forget just how i mean I don't know if everybody forgets, but I forget all the time how amazing Agnes Varda was. Just like yeah. every shot is perfect. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. I would like to see that. I've 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 obviously heard about it and 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 heard that people like it. So I do need to watch that movie. And I'm trying to think: Did I even watch anything on the plane? Like, did I watch any? I think I did. I think I watched um, something dopey. I mean, that's what happens. You're on a plane. You're like, time for the dopey movies. <laughs> time for the dopey movies. Time for the stupid reading. Totally. Totally. It's, it's so hard to do. We, we, um, we like, we, we, we splurged and used points to sit in the mint section of JetBlue. Mm-hmm. And we like, when we got up and left, we're like, we're like orangutans. We're disgusting. <laughs> like the warm nuts were all over the floor. The blankets were everywhere. I was like, I can't even, I can't even take myself on an airplane. I, I don't know. I feel like this is just a little stage. You're just going through a little stage. You are not feeling well. I feel like, I feel like you're going to button up a little bit more as we get into 2023. Oh, I should hope so. <laughs> I should really hope so. I mean, I've been wearing sweats the past two days. It's got to get better than this. It's gonna, it's going to get better than this. Oh, did you watch the Golden Globes? I did not. Tell me how you felt about them. Well, actually, I loved the Golden Globes. I don't know if it was because I was sitting on my new Rocher Bobois couch while watching mm-hmm. them um, and was more comfortable. But I I thought they were actually really interesting. Like it was, you know, those the award shows have just become so boring and stale and just so like, Ugh. and this was actually like people were legitimately drunk, which is always fun to watch. 
Mike White's speech was incredible. Jennifer Coolidge's speech was incredible. So incredible. And it made me think of, of EIF, actually, because she, there was that whole part of it where she was like, you know, you reach a stage in your life and you're not as ambitious anymore and you start wondering if it's all over for you. Yes. Yes. That was exactly, I was really, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Angela Bassett won and, and, um, oh God, I'm forgetting her name. The woman from everything, everywhere, all at once won. Michelle Yeoh. And they're all, yes. And they're all, they're in their sixties. And, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the golden Globes, because we had to watch it with commercials, um, there was an ad for Vaso motor. It was an ad for basically menopause in the middle mm-hmm. of the fucking golden globes. And really, and I was like, you know what? Our people, <laughs> our people are relevant once again. I really had this like, this very like, I don't know. I just felt very good about being older somehow from watching it. Yeah. You know, I was talking to one of the kids on tour and I was like, you know what? I would not live one age that I have been over again. She was like, really? And I was like, no, I really I really wouldn't. I mean, she's like, you're the happiest you've ever been. And I was like, it's not about that. No, no. It's just like, I, I would never live those things. I'm, I'm comfortable being my age. I mean, I'll bitch and moan about it. All of the side effects of being this age. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. It's just like so much acceptance. Like one of the reasons we're like doing so much to our house is because, you know, we were not having the easiest time in our marriage in the last couple of months. We've both been so busy and, you know, not nurturing the relationship as, as, as you need to. And we were like, well, if this relationship isn't going to change, cause we're fucking not breaking up, mm-hmm. maybe everything else kind of needs to change. Like maybe we need to just like, just kind of accept our life here and, and make the best of it in a way. Does that, does that yeah. make sense? Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. radical acceptance. Yes, yes. And I think that we were really doing that. And like, it was weird. It was just like, oh, well, what if we move this one lamp from one room into another room? It was like mm-hmm. small things instead of like blowing it all up, you know? Yeah. And I, 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 I've also been trying to value what I have, I think, is, is part of that, you know? Value, value what I want to hold on to. Yeah. Um, my fucking perimenopause though is in like a whole new, it's like, it, it was like the new year turned and my perimenopause was like, Oh, let's try some new things. <laughs> Let me fuck That's with funny. you in new ways. You know, I think I got off very easily with perimenopause. Oh, you a hundred percent did. I, I can't even believe, Oh, though I have been trying something new that I really like. Um, and actually this is weirdly a sponsor, but, um, I got sent one of our new sponsors and we're pretty careful about sponsors and it's weird to bring them up, not in an ad, whatever. But anyway, one of our, one of our new sponsors is, um, a vitamin company called ritual and they sent me some free vitamins and they're for women 50 plus, And they're really delightful vitamins. They're like, really? they're the best vitamins I've ever had. This is how should, so I what sh- makes a vitamin, the best vitamin. I should not be talking about this outside the ad, but I'm going to, because they're actually the best. Okay. So first off, they don't taste bad. They have like a minty taste. They're mm-hmm. in these very smooth capsules and they're actually like clear and they have like little pellets in them. They're like aesthetically pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you only have to take two of them. 
like, so yeah, they don't smell bad. They don't taste bad. The bottle is aesthetically pleasing. They're like very streamlined and slick and Mm -hmm. they have, they're formulated for women 50 plus. So they have like all the shit we need, like extra vitamin D and vitamin B and I was able to streamline my whole supplement regimen by just taking this vitamin and I'll put, I'll put the code in the show notes, but I really like this vitamin. (laughs) That's good. I do. I do. I feel like I've been home and I just have so many things to talk about and I feel kind of self-conscious, but I've been waiting to talk to you for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I wish I had, I wish I, my brain was working a little more efficiently. It's all right. It's all right. I'm going to give one more recommendation because I had one more life-changing thing that happened to me over the break, which is I got accidentally, I usually use the Shani Darden um, retinol cream, which I love very much. And Alex Mm -hmm was, I guess, going to buy me that he saw it on the, um, he saw it on the the sink and was like, Oh, for Christmas, I'm going to put one of those in your stocking, but he didn't buy the right thing. He bought the lactic acid serum. Oh, Alex. I know, but the lactic acid serum is fucking amazing. Really? It is. I can't, I know that Val Monroe will come on here and be like, nothing works. I am going to tell you that this lactic acid serum it changed the texture of my skin within days, like really softer. It's lightening up these like little brown spots I have. I love it. Anyway, Shani Darden, the lactic acid serum, it's two pumps a night and I've just been using it on my cheeks and it's it's really a, an amazing product. Wow. We're going to sign off, but um, I, I don't even know where we got cut out. We kind of, the internet bounced us out. And, you know, look, it's just like some startup costs. We're starting up the new year and we're just, you know, trying our best here. Kim's sick, but we did it. We did an episode. We recommended some things. We did an episode. We talked about, we talked about menopause. <laughs> yeah, Yay. Always fun. Always fun. Uh, thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms it really helps people find our show if you want to support the production of the show you can join our patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine we do live events there we put up special episodes sometimes but really mainly it's just to help us keep the lights on if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at EIF Podcast. We're on Facebook with a robust and private Facebook group. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. The show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera, who puts up with so much of our shit. So much. So much. So much. We love you, Natalie. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.